Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. This is Jerry Galloway, and I'm the pastor of LHA Church. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this blesses you, strengthens your faith to know that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. How many of you love Jesus today? How many of you love Jesus today? Amen. Amen. We've gathered together here today, and really our lives are really a living testimony of amazing grace. We sang few minutes ago about this is amazing grace. When you look around the room and you see people in this room, you look at them and you say, that's a picture of amazing grace. That's a picture of where I once was and where Jesus is bringing me to. It's about where he found me and what he's doing in my life. It is amazing grace. And today we are celebrating water baptism. And today is an incredible day because we're celebrating about the change that Jesus Christ has not only brought into our lives, but there's some folks today that are going to take a stand for Jesus, and they're going to make a public confession of Christ today and declare Jesus Christ is Lord. Not just Lord, but he's Lord over my life. Today is a great day to be in his presence. Today is a great day to be with other believers It's great to be back with you, Paul and I have been going the last couple of weeks on vacation, and you know, I always enjoy going on vacation, but there's no place like coming and home and being with other believers. There's nothing like Sunday morning of gathering together with other believers of like faith and worshiping together. It's great to be with you today in the house of the Lord. This morning, we're going to celebrate the miracle of salvation of Jesus. The Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. When you invite Jesus Christ into your life to be your Lord and Savior, there's a miracle, a literal miracle that takes place on the inside of you. We are raised to new life in Jesus Christ. The Bible says we were spiritually dead in our sins, but just as Jesus Christ rose from the grave, he brings spiritual life. Jesus says, if any man be in Christ, He's a new creation. He's not just creation. He's a brand new creation. Jesus said, I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. Through Jesus Christ, you and I, friends, can be raised to new life in Christ. This morning, what I want to do is really, I I just want to take some time this morning, and I want to teach a little bit. Uh, I don't really consider myself a teacher, so there may be some preaching in the middle of it. I don't know. But I want to talk a little bit today. You know, water baptism is something that we all know something about. But I want to take a few minutes, and I want us to look at the Word of God and see what the Word of God tells us in regard to water baptism. You know, there's often a lot of questions that people have. Who should be baptized? When should they be baptized? And the truth is, if you've been a believer any length of time, you have found there's a lot of different beliefs, a lot of different thoughts concerning water baptism. And today, we're just going to dive headlong into the Word of God, and we're going to see what God intends for us concerning water baptism. We are going to find is, as His church, we are to give priority to water baptism. And so our following Him... And water baptism really is about obedience, obedience to his word and obedience to his example. This morning we're going to look at four questions as we walk through this. Number one is this, what does baptism mean? Who is it for? 
how important is baptism? And if I obey the Lord in baptism, what does it accomplish in my life? So let's take number one, what does baptism mean? There's actually, when we look at the Word of God, there's actually two Greek words for the word baptism. It's bapto and baptizo. They mean to dip under or to sink. It means to bathe. Hold on to your seat here for this one. Or to drown. Now, we believe he's the resurrection and the life, but we're not going to drown anybody today, I promise you. It means to be placed under or to be immersed. Now, the word is used six times in the Old Testament. The most notable example is when we find the man by the name of Naaman in 2 Kings chapter 5. We find the prophet Elisha. Naaman is is a man who is ridden with leprosy, and uh, he wanted to be healed. The prophet Elisha told him, you need to go and you need to dip seven times. When it talks about that, it is using that word baptizo. The word baptism is used 82 times in the New Testament. We find it's a very prominent term in the New Testament. 61 of those times in the New Testament is a reference to a person being placed underwater tied to a spiritual ceremony. Fourteen of those times in the New Testament has to do with going under or going through a painful ordeal. Mark chapter 10, verse 38, Jesus asked the disciples when they said, we want to follow you in everything. He said, can you drink the cup or be baptized with the baptism I'm about to be baptized with? That example, it didn't have anything to do with baptism as we know. We knew, we know from the word it had to do with what he was going to go through. Seven of the usages of the word baptism in the New Testament has to do with the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And again, it gives that same reference. It's that being baptized into or being immersed. How many of y'all want to be immersed in the Holy Spirit? Amen. Oh, I want to be baptized into him and be filled afresh and anew and be immersed in his presence. Many of you have heard of John the Baptist, ministry of John the Baptist. It was prominent in the New Testament. We find water baptism. We know he was called John the Baptizer. His baptism was a baptism of repentance. As people would come, they'd say, you know, my life is not right with God. John would take everyone. He baptized them in the Jordan River. It was a ceremonial cleansing for people to go under the water, to come up out of the water again. It pictured an internal washing. It was an outward expression of an inward work that God was doing in their lives. So the word baptism means to dip, to immerse under, to sink. That is why at the end of service day, when we are baptizing people, you'll find that we'll lay them back into the water and bring them up once again. They're being immersed into the water. So you might ask the question, secondly, who is baptism for? Who is baptism for? Now, to really be able to answer the question, we have to go to the Word of God to see what God's intentions are because the truth is there's many different people. Have you ever met anybody that had an opinion? How many of y'all ever had an opinion? Yeah, me too. 
Everybody's got a different opinion on what it should be, what it should not be. There's many different religious beliefs about baptism. So what do we need to do? We need to look at the Word of God. Acts chapter 2, verses 36 and 38. Peter had just finished preaching on the day of Pentecost. After the conclusion of the message, we find this response from the people beginning in verse 36. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart, and they said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sin, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We see a pattern is forming here. There is repentance and faith in Jesus, and then there's baptism that follows it up. As people went out and they began to testify and they began to witness about Jesus Christ, there was a pattern that followed this thought of baptism. As the church in the book of Acts began to grow exponentially, we find in Acts chapter 8 and verse 12, it says, But when they believed Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Now, you'll notice as they believed the truth about Jesus, then they were baptized. Acts chapter 4. We find the power of the gospel is going out. It's, it's leaving Jerusalem. It's heading out into the streets. It's heading out in the byways. It's, it's, it's heading out uh, word of mouth as one begins to share what Jesus has done in their life and another begins to testify about the miracle of Jesus Christ in their life. And we find that the gospel is going out like a flood. It's all starting there uh, from the day of Pentecost uh, in Jerusalem, and it's beginning to spread out. Acts chapter 8, we find the picture of that, and it's the picture here. We find Philip is preaching to an Ethiopian man. He is a eunuch. Acts chapter 8, verses 34 through 39. The eunuch asked Philip, he said, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with the very passage of Scripture and told him, the good news. How many of y'all know the gospel is good news? Amen. The good news about Jesus. And as they traveled along, they rode. They came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. The eunuch said, can I be baptized? And Philip's response was, if you believe with your heart, you can be baptized. Again, we see the pattern of believing and then being baptized, Acts chapter 16. This is a great story. Acts chapter 16, verses 30 through 32. This is the story of the Philippian jailer who was charged with keeping Paul and Silas in prison. You know, the enemy's goal was to keep them in prison. How many know God had another plan? 
The enemy's goal is keep you in prison, but God had another plan for you. The enemy's goal was destroy your life, but Jesus said, I came that you may have life. Notice what the word says. The chapter, what we're finding here is the chapter tells us they were miraculously set free from prison. Verse 30, we find the jailer's response to Paul and Silas. He said this, then he brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. When they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house, at that hour of the night, the jailer took them, washed their wounds, then immediately he and all his household were baptized. Again, we find the sequence. They believed and they were baptized. Acts chapter 18 and verse 8, Crispus, the synagogue ruler, and notice this, his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians who heard him believed and were baptized. So what's the sequence that we find here? Believe and be baptized. Believe, receive Christ as Savior, Find salvation in Jesus Christ. Baptism follows up. It is an outward expression. We're going to look at that a little bit more in a minute. It's an outward expression of what God has done on the inside of us. Now, some might ask often, you know, often uh, today, we're going to have some adults that are going to be baptized. We're going to have some young kids that are going to be baptized. And they might say, what about a child who is baptized? Well, the truth is, if your child can understand the gospel, if your child has received Jesus Christ as a Savior, absolutely they can be baptized. Probably one of the best examples I know to give you was my wife, who is here today. She received Jesus Christ at four years of age. Let me tell you something. One of the greatest ministries that we have here is ministry to children. What Jen and our workers are doing back in church and in toddler church and in youth ministry every week is so important because how many of you know the enemy is out to destroy our kids? If you can get this next generation, you've got them way down the road. God's got a better plan, doesn't he? My prayer is, oh, you know, you and I have walked. We understand what sin is. I pray that our children, their testimony will be, I serve Jesus all the days of my life. I identified with Jesus when I was young. He's never let go of me, and I've never let go of him. I am his for my entire life. You know, some might ask, some of you were baptized as a child, and as you have grown up and you've walked through life, you've said, you know what? I have such a greater, uh, great appreciation for what Jesus has done in my heart. I've had some of you come and say, you know what, Pastor? I received Christ as a child. I was baptized as a child, and I lived for Jesus my whole life. But you say, you know what? The more I walk with him, the more I understand that I'm a picture of his amazing grace. You say, the more I walk with him, the more I realize what he's done for me the more I understand the miracle. And I've had some people have come and said, you know what, Pastor, I have such a greater understanding of revelation. You say, Pat, some of them said, Pastor, would it be all right if I were baptized again? Well, you know, the truth is, I don't think you have to be 
but I don't see any problem with you being it. Because I'm all for people who say, I want to rejoice and I want to celebrate what Jesus has done in my life. And I've had people who were baptized as a child and we baptized them as an adult. And I've had them stand in the baptismal tank and tears just flow down their face. I think it goes along with the words of the old song. He gets sweeter and sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. It's about a relationship with Jesus. So the next question we have to answer is this. How important is water baptism? How important is? Is it something, you know, we can get busy doing things in the church world often, and they're just busy. How important is water baptism? I would declare to you, first of all, that baptism is very and a very important part of your Christian faith. And I want to encourage you today, friend, if you've not followed Jesus in obedience and baptism, I want to encourage you to do so today. Your last water baptism, we had a guy who came that day and he uh, came and he said, you know what? I've been during service, the Lord's been dealing with my heart, and I think I need to be baptized today. And they asked, they said, would you bring other clothes with you? He said, no. He said, but I'm willing to go home soaking wet. And he walked home that day soaking wet. But he had walked in baptism because Jesus had done something in his heart and his life. How important is water baptism? Water baptism is a part of your faith in Jesus Christ. Our faith, in fact, says this. I was a sinner. Jesus Christ died for my sin and provided for me the Father's forgiveness. The gospel is simple. I sinned. Jesus paid the price and God will forgive. Our faith is that what Jesus did is enough to wipe the slate of our life clean. He redeems our past. He secures our future. He has washed away. I can't do anything about yesterday. i got to leave it in his hands. My past is behind me. My future is before me. Jesus Christ is the miracle of my life. Some have asked, is baptism, does it constitute my salvation? The answer from Scripture is Jesus Christ alone is the Savior. Baptism will not save you. Jesus saves you. Baptism doesn't get you into heaven. Jesus gets you into heaven. It's the blood of Jesus that washes me white as snow. It's the blood of Jesus that cleanses me and redeems me. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no man can boast. John 1 and 12, yet to those who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. John 3 and 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses man from sin. 
It is the blood of Jesus Christ that redeems your past and secures your future. Jesus Christ alone saves. So if that's the case, how important is baptism? Baptism is absolutely important because Jesus commanded it. Matthew 28 and 19, he said, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He was saying, when people choose me as their Savior, you need to teach them and do this. Baptism is important because it is obedience to him. And it's how obedience is how we demonstrate our love for him. Jesus said in John 14 and 15, if you love me, do what? Obey my commands. How many of y'all know we have a trouble with obedience? How many of y'all's kids ever had a little trouble with obedience? How many of y'all, when you were kids, had trouble with obedience? <laughs> Our human nature says, no, I want to do my own thing. In fact, you can find a little child who's just as precious and wonderful as can be, and the parent will say, do this, and they say, no. Jesus said, if you love him, obey his commands. Baptism is important because he commanded it. Baptism is important because what it symbolizes. Romans 6 and 4, for we died to sin. We were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live, notice this word, new lives. I'm not who I used to be. I'm not what I always was known for. It's a new life. Somebody say new life. new life. As you're baptized, it symbolizes as you're water, lowered down into the water, death to sin. You know, we don't talk a whole lot about death to sin anymore. Now it's going to get quiet in the house. We talk a lot about, well, I'm just weak and, well, I just can't. I, you know, it's just a battle for me. The Bible says we are to be dead to sin. Well, let that sink in for just a minute. We're to be dead to sin. I don't want anything else to do with it. I don't want to go where I used to go. I don't want to be who I used to be. I don't want to live the life I used to live. Dead to sin. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm dead. I'm dead to sin. As you and I are baptized, it symbolizes that death to sin, death to the old life without Christ. And then as we're raised up out of the water, it's symbolic of being raised to new life in Jesus Christ. The old ways have gone away. Behold, everything has become new. Baptism does not bring any special grace. Baptism is an act of obedience that God blesses because his obedience to him in the scriptures. Baptism is important because it connects us with a body of believers, a community of faith. Baptism isn't something you can do in isolation. Our culture is consistently promoting self and striving to be more individualistic. You can't get baptized without a group of believers. You can't be baptized by yourself. 
What you're saying in baptism is that I'm a believer in Christ. I identify with these believers of faith. This is my community of faith. These are the people of faith that I'm identifying with. So all that said, what does baptism accomplish? The truth is we are a very private culture. We build walls very high to keep people out of our lives keep things personal we uh we come to the place where we want anonymity we don't want to extend ourselves in the culture we live in we're finding we're not very trusting of other people as a result there are many people who would say my faith is a very private thing it's private to me I just keep it on the inside. I live out my life. This thing between me and Jesus is just between me and Jesus, and I don't really live it out. My friend, I would tell you today that's really not biblical Christianity. It may be popular, but it's not biblical Christianity. Biblical Christianity emphasizes a declaration of our faith in Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 10. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It is saying I believe in Jesus Christ that he died for my sins, that he rose from the grave. I believe that takes place inside of me. Then there's a confession of your faith in Jesus. Let me, let me just stop right there. You know, there is a spirit and there is a force at work right now that is trying to get believers in Jesus Christ to be quiet. Let me just ask you, if you live for Jesus any length of time, have you found there's a different spirit in America today? You know, used to, used to, people drove around years ago when people put bumper stickers on their cars. Y'all remember the bumper sticker, honk if you love Jesus? Used to have license plates, Jesus, you know, is my co-pilot. Actually, I think that was wrong all along. He should be the pilot, and I'm the co-pilot. It was, we were very forward with our faith. There is a spirit that is at work today that is trying to drown out the name of Jesus Christ. We've tried to push it out of government. We've tried to push it out of everybody. We've tried to push it off the TV. And uh, con consistently, we see, and I ain't preaching here, but we see consistently it's, all, it's getting pushed off Facebook. It's getting pushed off everywhere. They don't want to hear about Jesus Christ. That is the culture we live in. The enemy is trying to do everything that he can to put his hand over the mouth of believers. I would remind you that the Bible says, how will they hear unless somebody preaches? How will they know? How would you today know about Jesus had someone not shared the gospel with you? There is a confession of our faith in Christ that declares Jesus is Lord of my life. Verse 10 there in that passage says, 
For it is by believing in your heart that you're made right with God, by openly declaring your faith that you're saved. Matthew chapter 10, verses 32 and 33, therefore, Jesus said these words, whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. How many of you know that's a strong passage? It's a matter of public confession of our faith in Jesus Christ. You see, baptism, baptism is about a public identification with Jesus Christ. Wherever you were baptized, those of you who have experienced water baptism, you know, years ago at this church, how many know there's a river across the street? There's some people, they used to take them down to the river. Gang two, we're going to take down the river here after a while. But they used to take them down the river and baptize them in the river. Wherever you were baptized, it was a point of public confession and identification with Jesus Christ. You declared, I'm a follower, I'm a believer, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm not embarrassed by him. I'm not embarrassed. You know, I was thinking the other day when I was in preparation for this weekend, I thought, if somebody were to walk up to you and give you a million dollars and pay off all your debt, how many of y'all would probably want to tell somebody about that? Shoot, I would. I'd be ready to tell everybody. I say, you know what? Kirk Heidi. Kirk Heidi came up to me this week and said, I want to write a check and pay off every bit of your debt, and I want to give you some more money to go with it. How many of y'all know I would probably not be real shy about saying what happened to me? Something far greater than physical debt filled your life and mine. Jesus Christ came on the scene one day. Every sin I'd ever done, every wrong thing, every wrong decision, every wrong choice, every action, every thought, every word, every deed, every one of them. And Jesus came and said, I'll pay the price. And you see, over my life, you see, you can go online today, and, and if somebody's been arrested, you can go and you can look at their whole record. Goes back years. Everything that's happened in their life. And you know what? I had that rap sheet and you had that rap sheet. But Jesus Christ with the blood wrote over it, paid in full. Paid in full. Paid in full. So when I follow in baptism, I'm declaring I am a follower of Jesus Christ. I've been bought with a price. I'm not my own. I don't care who knows it. I belong to Jesus. How many of y'all in this room are married today? Would you lift your hand if you're married? Now, most of you that are married, you probably wear a wedding ring. What that wedding ring declares, it's not, you know, sometimes we think, well, it's just a part of the marriage ceremony and it's a part of, of getting married and doing the process. Actually, what this says, when you're out of public, it says, I belong to somebody else. Let me put it another way. I'm, dear Lord, we ain't got time to preach this one. It says, I'm not available. 
Yeah, I need to say that one again. In the world we live, people say, well, I don't care if you're married. I'll flirt with you anyways. I'm not available. Next time somebody at work starts flirting with you, just kind of hold that ring up like that. I'm not available. Actually, what this ring says, there ain't no print on it, but what it says is I belong to her. And that's it. There ain't nobody else. There ain't multiple rings. I belong. I belong to her. So when you see this, you just think Paula. If you don't believe it, just try it. You'll find out what it means. <laughs> it identifies me with her. I'm no longer my own. I belong to her. Now, the good news is she got a ring too. She belongs to me. She is not available. There ain't no hunting for anything else. It's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> there ain't nothing else. Water baptism is like the ring on your finger. You see, listen, this ring, I'm not embarrassed of her. It don't matter what everybody else thinks about her. It don't matter. It don't matter at all. Let me put it this way. Your opinion doesn't matter at all. Came to build you up today. You see, it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks because the relationship is me and her. So when I take my stand in Jesus Christ, it don't matter what anybody else thinks. This is between me and Jesus. You see, when we walk in baptism, I've said I identify with him. My life is found in him. I stopped being just me. And I took him on and became his, and he became mine. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Whoo. Listen, friend, water baptism is not just a little deal. It's not something that's just not very important. Baptism is very important. You identify with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You identify with the one who's changed your life. You identify with the one who's made you new. You identify with Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, and you declare boldly, I belong to him. I belong to him. I belong to him. I all oh, take the whole world, but give me Jesus. Take the whole world, but give me Jesus. The world is temporary. He's everything to me. He is the fairest of 10,000 of my soul. He is my peace in the darkest night. He's my healing in sickness. He is my deliverer in body. He's my everything. Everything, God, everything I need, he is. 
Everything I will need, he will be. What I needed yesterday, he was. What I need today, he still is. And Monday morning, Monday morning, he's already in Monday morning. Whoa. Oh, Jesus. Everything I need, everything I need, he is, he is, he is, he is, he is, he is. Oh, I didn't just pick him up one day. He saved me. He saved me. He changed me. He transformed me. Oh, my life is in Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. Oh, friend, you don't need religion. You need Jesus. You don't need, you don't need anything. You need Jesus. You need Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's all that matters. Jesus, that's all that matters. You need Jesus. Listen, friend, if you come here to church and we don't ever talk about anything, but Jesus, Jesus is what you need. You need him. You need him. You need him. I want to ask you today, have you made a decision to follow Jesus Christ? Have you made a decision to make Jesus the Lord of your life? Oh, friend, it's the greatest thing that could ever happen to you. Oh, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. He's brand new, brand new, brand new. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? You know, there's a lot of people who are acquainted with Jesus. They've heard about him, but they've never yielded their life to Jesus. I want to encourage you to yield your life to Jesus today. I want to encourage you to give your life to Jesus today. I want to encourage you today to yield to him your past, your present, your future. We all have a past, don't we? We all have some things in our life we wish weren't there. Jesus Christ is able to make all things new. Jesus is able to make all things new. Jesus is able to make all things new. Would you bow your heads with me today? Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus, this morning, Lord, just speak to our hearts, I pray, today in this place. Speak to our hearts today in this place. Speak to our hearts today in this place. I pray, Father, today for those who don't know you as Savior. I pray today they'll make the decision to make you the Lord of their life. I pray this morning for those who may be away from you, backslidden heart, that today will be the day they return, Lord, to you. Today would be the day they'd return to you. Lord Jesus, we need you. We need you, Lord Jesus. We need you, Lord Jesus. We need you, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, I pray this morning right now for those that don't know your Savior. Today is the day, Lord, you set a salvation. The word says now's the time. Father, many of us have just been waiting for the right moment to be saved. I believe, Father, what you're speaking to us today is today's the day. Because none of us are promised tomorrow. None of us are promised one more heartbeat. Today is the day. None of us are promised another chance to receive Jesus. Today is the day. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus 
pray in the name of Jesus for those today who don't know you. With your heads bowed, I'm going to ask for the next few moments, no one to be moving. Just stay very still with me, if you will, for the next few moments. Friend, today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, or you're away with Him, away from Him, you might just say, you know what, my relationship with Jesus today, Pastor, is not what it could be or should be or needs to be. And you say, I want my relationship with Jesus to be right before I leave this place today. How many of you would say that? You just lift up a hand and say, yeah, that's me, Pastor, today. Things aren't right between me and the Lord. Yes, yes. Friend, you can put your hand out if you lifted. Others that would join these and say, my relationship with Christ is just not what it, not what it needs to be, not what it should be. And I want my relationship with him before I leave here today to be in right order. How many others you lift a hand? Say, that's me. Yes, yes, yes. Friend, you can put your hand down after you've raised it. Yes. God is up to something this morning. Thank you, Jesus. How many others? How many others? Whoa, Yes. Yes. Jesus. How many others? Things just aren't right in my relationship with Christ, and I don't want to leave here today like it is. I want things to be right before I leave today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All across this room, if you lifted a hand or you didn't lift a hand, we're going to pray a prayer. Listen, this is not a canned prayer. We're just going to pray today from our hearts, okay? I want to lead you today in a prayer. All across the room, we're going to pray this prayer together. Friend, if things aren't right between you and the Lord, I want to invite you to pray this prayer. Not because there's some magical words we're saying, because he's listening today for your heart. Jesus is listening today for your heart. Let's pray together across the room. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. You know my past and you know my present. You know everything about me. And you know how much I need you. So today, I bring my life. Today, I bring my heart. And I give to you everything I am. I give you my past, and I give you my present, and I give you my future. Today, I ask you, forgive me of all my sin. Cleanse my life and make me right with you. I receive your forgiveness. I receive new life in you. And I trust you today.
with my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you join me? Let's give the Lord a hand today. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The Bible tells us the angels rejoice even over one that comes to know him. There's a lot of rejoicing going on today in heaven. Amen. This morning, we're going to have water baptism. And so these individuals today are making that public declaration, declaring, I identify with Jesus. So we're going to go back. We're going to get ready in just a couple of minutes. We're going to start. Paula's going to lead in a little bit of worship before we baptize today. God bless. I have a maker. He formed my heart. Look at Jesus. And before even time began, my life was in his hand. Today, there's some folks that are going to walk down into this baptismal tank. They're going to make an identification. The identification, you can come right on. The identification is with Jesus. 
It's about a changed life. It's about a change of circumstances. Really, baptism is a picture of the person I used to be and the person who I am now in Jesus Christ. Really, it's a picture. The old man comes in, the new man goes back out. <laughs> it's a picture of Jesus Christ and his work in our life. Krista, upon your public profession today before these people, you're making a declaration that you want to identify with Jesus. So today upon your public profession of faith in Jesus, in keeping with the commandments of the Word of God, today I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. so proud of Josh today. Before service started today, I shared something with Josh. I came across some statistics this week, and the statistics were this. When in a family, when the children are saved first, three and a quarter percent of the family usually gets saved. When the mom gets saved first, 17 percent of the family follow. When the father gets saved first and leads first, 93% of the family follows Jesus Christ. So you see today really what Josh is doing, Josh is identifying today with you that he's saying I identify with Jesus. But you see there's two little girls right down here. And those eyes are on their dad. Not just today in what he's doing, but in the days to come. You see, baptism's the starting place where we say identify with Jesus. Man, the best is yet to come, pal. There's a lot of things men can do in this life. Y'all gonna have to pardon me for a minute, okay? On TV. We put big football guys on TV. We say, that's a hero. We, we get somebody that stands up for something on Facebook. We say, wow, that's a hero. Josh, I submit to you today, you, sir, you are a hero. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, you're standing up for the right thing. You're standing up for the right cause. I look forward to see what God is going to do in your life and in the lives of those in your household. Because the scriptures I read today said those men and their entire household follow Jesus Christ. Today, my friend, is your day. Josh, upon your public profession that you have received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you identify with him. Josh, today I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Yes!
Halleluja! Halleluja! <laughs> Come right on, Jonathan. My heart is so encouraged when I see men who are like fathers, present fathers, who take a stand. But how my heart is encouraged for future fathers. Young men who in strength say identify with Jesus Christ. There's a lot of young people today declaring a lot of things. I'm so proud today of Jonathan who declares, I identify with Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, friends, the most exciting. If you go to a game this week and shout, don't shout any louder than you shout this morning for this young man. Because this, the greatest thing, the greatest triumph is being won today. As we declare, Jonathan, upon your public profession that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and in keeping of the commandments of our blessed Lord, today I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Yes! <laughs> Congratulations, buddy. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus. This is Miss Addison. You can get on your knees, sweetheart. Just going down on your knees right there on the seat. <laughs> or you can stand with me. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Miss Addison. We just, uh, I think it was a week ago this past Saturday, we had a, a brunch for the widows in the church. I was out of state at the time, but the story was relayed to me that at that widow's brunch, Miss Addison danced in worship. And as a little child, she declared, he is my savior, he is my Lord, I owe him everything. Today, Miss Addison, upon your public profession that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior, Miss Addison, I believe today your declaration is gonna follow you all the days of your life. And I declare over you, sweetheart, your testimony is going to be, I follow Jesus all the days of my life. Miss Addison, I baptize you today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. I believe today there's some more children getting ready to come. I believe today is seed time. I believe today 
You can just get on your knees, buddy. Good job, pal. It's about seed time and harvest. We're taking a stand today for Jesus. These children have said, I belong to Jesus. Let me, let me tell you a little story about this is Leland. Every Sunday, Leland comes to see me. I may be talking to you, and sometimes you all know I have to stop. I reach down and see Mr. Leland. He and his sister often bring me papers that they've drawn in children's ministry about the cross and about Jesus. Let me tell you a good story. These children had a rough beginning. But just uh, two weeks ago, about two weeks ago, their adoption went completely through. Yeah. Yeah. Paul and Tina are not just guardians, they're mom and dad. <laughs> Proud of you, Leland. I love you, buddy. Leland, upon your public profession that you have received Jesus Christ as your Savior in keeping with the commandments of our blessed Lord, today, buddy, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Just stand right up, buddy. There you go. <laughs> this is Miss Sunny. Miss Sunny is the other part of that equation. You know, I remember as a child, I remember my father baptized me and I remember being so small that I couldn't reach the bottom I remember my father being in the baptismal tank with me and holding me up so I could be baptized there is never a time when it's not important to invest in our children Miss Sunny always has the most beautiful smile on her face Jesus shines so bright in her life. Many of you have walked down the halls and you've seen some of the pictures in the hallway. She's one of those beautiful pictures as she smiles for Jesus. Miss Sonny, upon your public profession of Jesus, that he is your Savior and your Lord. Because of that, I baptize you today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> what y'all couldn't see is when I was talking to Miss Sonny and I said upon your public profession and she looked at me and she went and I said that you've received Jesus Christ as your Savior and she went What a wonderful thing. Jesus said, bring the little children to me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Miss Felicia. It's good to see you today. I am so proud of young people who take a stand and a step for Jesus Christ. 
there is no one that will ever love you like Jesus loves you. He loves you so much today. He gave the very best he had just for you. Miss Felicia, I don't know if you understand how important you are to him today. He gave it all just for you. Today, you are identifying that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Nothing greater, nothing higher, nothing finer will ever happen to your life than the day you receive Jesus. It is upon your public profession of faith in keeping with the commands of the Word of God today that I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Would you stand with me this morning? Lord, we just want to thank you for what you're doing in lives. I just want to thank you for the gift of salvation. I want to thank you for the forgiveness of sin. I want to thank you today for the men and women who've taken a stand to identify with you. And Lord, as we stand in this room today, we too say, I identify with you. You are my Lord and you're my Savior. For the rest of my life, I'm going to live for you with everything I have. I love you, Lord. I thank you and give you all praise. And all the church said together, Amen. may the Lord bless you, may he keep you, and cause his face to shine upon you. We love you. Have a great week in Jesus. God bless.